Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shurman Daf Yomi. My name is Yitzchak Et Shalom. We're now in Masachat Shabbat Daf Gimel Amud Aleph. Uh, if you recall in our Mishnah, we said in the second half of the Mishnah, Shnehem Turim, that both the Ani and the Balabayit, who each contributed half of the Malacha, are Patur. So another Gemara asks, on Daf Gimel Amud Aleph, right in the middle, the height, Avida Malacha Mi between them and a Malacha was accomplished. So the Gemara seems to be coming from the perspective that you are liable for contributing to malacha, or if your activity ended up with the result of a full malacha, you should be chayav. So the answer is Tanya, Rebbe Omer, we have a Brita where Rebbe is quoting the Pasuk about Korban Chatat, because that's where Shabbat kind of evolves around, as we studied in uh, in Kretot. Me'am Ha'aretz Pa'asota, if any one of the member of the Am Yisrael uh, violates by it doing... One nefesh does it. How said kulavol said mikzatam, and you have to do the whole thing, and therefore yachid ve'asa otachayav shleim ve'asu otapturin. Only if one individual does the formal lacha, but if you do it together with somebody else, you're both patur. We'll see more details about that in the Mishnah in Parakamatsnia, Parakasiri. Itman Nami, Amr Bichia Barkamdan, Izukam Pi Chavuravi Amru. So he, he could testify that Chavurat Chachamim, uh, somebody in the Chavurah said the following, Ba'asota, quoting our Pasuk, Yachid Sha'asa Achayav, Shaim Sha'asa Uha Piturin. Okay, by me Rav Mirebi. So Rav, who was a young student, asked Rebbe the following question. And I have to remember that Rav's uncle, Rabbi Chia, who was sort of his patron in Rebbe's Beit Midrash, was Rebbe's prize student. He asked the following. Let's say that uh, Ruvain packed a pack on Shimon's back uh, full food and drink, perhaps, it doesn't matter, and then Shimon walked out. Do we say, Do we say that the movement of your body is like picking something up, and therefore, Maybe it's different, because it's on your body, and your body's moving. So, Rebbe answered, Not like your hand. In other words, your body moving is not like your hand moving, where you're not chayav, unless you actually picked it up with your with your own hand. My Tama, what's the reason? And we have two different girsaot. We'll favor the one that's commonly printed. Gufo Nayach, Yado Lo Nayach. Your body comes to, comes to rest, as opposed to your hand. Meaning that your body comes to rest, so when, then, when Shimon starts walking, he is the one carrying the items outside. So now, a side note. Amal Rabichia Lerav. Bar Pachti, that was his nickname for him. Ben Gedolin. Didn't I tell you that when Rebbe is involved in one Masachet, don't ask him about another Masachet, Rebbe was teaching something else, Tara wrote Nezik in something else, so maybe he wouldn't be paying attention, he loved Rebbe Gavarabu, if it weren't for the fact that Rebbe is such a great man, Kesafta, you would embarrass him. He might answer you with an incorrect answer. So it's a little bit of a strange statement for Rav Chia to make, because... Indeed, since Rebbe is such a great man, he didn't give a wrong answer. But, he may be right, perhaps he was giving Rav his general protocol advice to stick to the subject and don't ask questions uh, that are off-subject. But indeed, he answered you correctly. Let's say during the day you had some stuff on, uh, on your back. And then it got dark and you walked outside with them. It's not the same as your Yad. Okay, now I'm not Abaye. Abaye then posits the following. Pshitali, it's clear to me. Now what that means, as Rashi explains, is that your hand does not 
is not considered to be in the same reshut as your body, whether your body is in reshut rabim or reshut achit. Your hand seems to be somewhat independent. How do I know that? Because after all, the ani's hand goes inside and he's chayav, but his body's outside. And the inverse, it's clearly not reshut achit because you see the balabait is chayav when he takes it outside, even though he's inside. So by by I asked the following question: Should we treat it like a carmelite? And again, a carmelite is a quasi rishut rabim that doesn't fit all the criteria of rishut rabim, and it has some parameters that are like rishut yachid and some like rishut rabim, but it's all drabanan. Now, what would be the purpose of making your yad like a carmelite? So the answer is as follows: Meaning, if you stuck your hand out into another rishut. Like in our Mishnah. And at that point you realize you did something wrong and asked, what should I do? Do they say, you're stuck because you can't bring it back? So let's see. Toshma, again, if your hand was filled with perot and you walked outside, Tani Chada Asur, we have one Brighton that says that Asur Lach Zira, you can't bring it back. Tani Idach, Mutar Lach Zira, the other Brighton says you may bring it back. So we assume that they disagree, and they're talking about the same context. The one who says it's Asur says they actually decree that your hand should be like a Carmelite, and therefore you can't go from a Carmelite to wherever you're at, and therefore you're stuck. And the other one says, no, your hand is just, uh, is just independent. So the answer is low. The Chuliyama Carmelitamia. Perhaps everybody agrees it is a Carmelite. Because the Carmelite takes on the, the status of a Rishut HaRabim. Rishut HaRabim only goes up to 10 Tfachim. After that, it's called Makom Ptur. So therefore, if your hand was 10 Tfachim above the ground, we'll say, oh, it's not really a Carmelite above the area of a Carmelite, and therefore, you can bring it back. But if it's lower, then you can't. So Vibaytem, here's another possibility. Both of them are talking about a case where it's below 10. Falavka Carmelite, I mean, they agree it's not a Carmelite. Falokasha, Kanribodyom, Kanmishachshecha, depends when you stuck your hand out. If you stuck your hand out during the day, you didn't do such a bad thing, you didn't do anything wrong. You didn't realize that it got dark, so you could bring it back. If you stuck it out at night, when you violated an Isra, the Chatchila, so you're stuck. But the problem is, really the opposite reasoning holds, because we could look at a fine as punitive, in which case, that makes sense. Or we could look at a fine as a deterrent, in which case this makes no sense, because the guy who put his hand out during the day, no matter what you tell him, will not violate an Easter. Even if he drops the thing on the other side, he didn't violate an Easter because he first put it out during the day. But the guy who put it out at night, if we don't let him bring it back, then he's going to violate an Isur, maybe an Isur Doraita. So, if the guy throws it down, the guy put it out during the day, tosses it down on the other side, he still won't be chayef. So, the Katsurabon make a knas, he can't live up to it, he can't live up to it, nishkeferlach. But if you put it out at night, he shot it out of the Rechivchatat, that if he drops it, then he's going to have Chivchatat, lowly Katsurabon, and then it shouldn't be konesim. Because of the fact that we did not give that answer, which means in formulating our knasot, we don't take into account what the impact on you is going to be, as much as sort of the general message or the punitive side. So, that may help us answer a question that Rabbi Vai Barabaye asked. To buy Rabbi Vai Barabaye, he beat Papa Tanur. Let's say a fellow put some uh, dough into the oven and it's starting to bake. 
And now you're not going to be chayav until it's baked a certain amount. And before that time, do the rabbis allow you to do radiata pot, which means pulling it out, which is an isur dirabonan? Or we say you're stuck and you have to let it become a chiyuv chatat. Which means that since we did not take the answer that we uh, would allow you to bring your hand back if you put it out at night, because then you would maybe violate an adoraita, and we'd rather have you violate a dorabonon. We didn't take that approach. That would mean here we would say, no, you can't pull the bread out. You're stuck, and you got to watch it bake and watch yourself become a chayiv. So you could imply and infer from our case that the answer of Bivi's question is, we don't allow you... So the answer is, halo kasher tifshot. Good, you answer. Perhaps you can't infer from there. And we're going to go back to our original case with the two braitot. Are you allowed to or not allowed to bring it back? And give a different explanation. Meaning that it wasn't a question of when you put it out, but it was a question of what your state of mind was when you put it out. If you put it out forgetting that it was Shabbat or forgetting you're not allowed to carry shogeg, we allow you to bring it back. But if you put it out with full knowledge and now you want to take it back, we don't let you. We could even say that it's exactly the same case, which is you put it out The disagreement between the Brightotia is do we fine you in a case of Shogeg as a precaution against Mazid? And therefore said you can't bring it back, even though you did it Shogeg. And the other one says you can't. So the other possibility is there is no such fine. It depends where you ended up, where you want to put the, the thing. If you stuck it out and now you want to bring it back, every else I bring it back. If you stuck it up a shogeg on the other hand and want to put it now into another chatzer, that will say you're not allowed to do. Let's say your hand was full of fruit and you stuck it outside. Can you bring it back? You can. What about putting it in another chatzer? You're not allowed to. So Rav said, what's the difference? Either way, you're going from chatzer to chatzer. The answer is the some sort of an off-putting answer. And then he gives him an answer. When you brought it back, it didn't accomplish anything. You took it, you put it back, it didn't go anywhere. But to let you put it somewhere else means you accomplished something, and we wouldn't allow it. So now for our final piece, let's go back to Rabbi's question and see if we can solve it. Now pay close attention, because Rabbi's question is, do we allow him to pull it out before he becomes chayav chatat? So, a couple of generations later, the question is asked, Hey, Chidami, what's the case here? If the guy put it out with shogeg, he never remembered it was Shabbat, he thought it was Tuesday the whole time. So, the mani tiru. In other words, he put the bread in the oven thinking it was Tuesday. So, why are we... He's not asking a question, can I take it out? He doesn't want to take it out. The Adavid cart must be a case where after he put it in, he suddenly remembered it's Shabbat. So he wouldn't be chayav chatat. That you're only chayav chatat if the beginning and the end is shkagam. I mean, shkagam all the way through. Not if in the middle you remembered. 
Ella b'mezid, kodem shevol adesu skila and bayalei. So we say, that our case must be b'mezid, you put it in b'mezid, and then you felt bad, you wanted to pull it out. So then, Rav Beve's question should not be, do we let him take it out before he comes to chiyuv chatat, but rather to isur skila and karet. So I'm Rav Shila, Leolam Shogeg. Rav Shila gives an answer, which is, we're talking about Shogeg, Ulamani Tirul Acherim. Meaning, a guy thought it was Tuesday. He put the bread in the oven and starting to bake. I'm his friend. I come along. And I say, hey, rabbis, can I pull it out and save him from a chatat? He doesn't know what Shabbos we would never consider such a thing that we would allow you to violate a Drabana to save somebody else from his own liability that we don't say there's lots of exceptions to this rule big Tosfot here that discusses them but in the meantime that's the position the Gemara takes so it couldn't be that the other guy's asking Ravashi says you know what we're talking about a case of Maisie the guy intentionally put it in he's aware it's Shabbat and now he feels bad he wants to pull it out and indeed, the text of the question should not have been, do we allow him to pull it out before he comes chatat, but rather before he comes to Isur Skila. And of Achab, he had a version of Rabbi's question. It wasn't even a question. It was a statement and a ruling that explicitly mentioned Skila. We do allow you to pull it out. Before you would come to Skila, which means, by the way, we do allow you to violate a lesser in some cases, a lesser violation to save you from a greater culpability, uh, which of course is, we can live with because we already gave several other answers to the two brightot about the hand going out and whether or not you could bring it back. Okay, we'll stop at this point. We'll pick it up in the next podcast and we'll start analyzing the pieces of the Mishnah and specifically the Sugya of Yad. And they thought we should have a wonderful day.